Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. Yo, how's it going? It's going. It's going. Yeah. Yeah. What's I'm new? recuperating. Anything? I'm recuperating. You're recuperating from what? Woe is me. Woe is me. I had to have a lady procedure. Oh, how are you doing? I was going to text you and ask you today. I forgot. Yeah. I. How are you doing today? Is, I'm doing better. Okay. I just, I just wanted to take lady time off so I took the afternoon off because I wanted to be kind to myself yes yes that hurt like a lot it hurts um yeah I had a friend that had to take two days off work afterwards like I was fine that afternoon like I was Mm -hmm. like I guess maybe I'm just used to it because I have bad enough cramps but I'm like Mm -hmm. like okay like it's normal yeah Uh, yeah but um, I'm glad you're feeling mostly better. Yeah. 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 It turns out because I was having that period issue. Right. Where I was like having a period for a month. It turns out I have uh, uterine fibroids. Oh, which are really they're they're There's no they're not a problem. Um, so just an annoyance. Annoyance. Yeah. Like they're they're benign. They're not going to turn into something dangerous or anything like that. But I had my first uh, a vaginal ultrasound. Oh, God. I stick the thingy out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of people playing inside my insides the other Ew, day. Oh, God. <laughs> what a way to put that. Oh. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is the most action it's gotten in a long time. This is the most hands it's seen in forever. <laughs> But I made my doctor and the assistant laugh because when they first started it, it's kind of the initial pain. And I go, yeah. whoa, hello. <laughs> and they all laugh. And I'm like, yep. Um, <laughs> and like, you're okay? I'm like, I'm okay. She's like, they're not woozy. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> oh. So I, had um, a, I got a laugh out of my audience to my... <laughs> Procedure. Well, good. You know, you gotta have some goals. Like, oh, I'm sorry, that sucks. Uh, no, I, I mean, just, it's, it'll be uh, good. It'll be good. Yes, I mean, you'll yeah, stop I'm having good. periods completely, which is nice. I miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have been watching some like videos lately about like, like on TikTok where gynecologists, and it, the funny thing is, it's usually like men gynecologists that are like mm-hmm. we're not treating this seriously enough and we are inflicting pain on these women and we should be giving them some sort of sedative or numbing agent and we're not and it needs to be t- talked about and it is cruel and i'm like oh yes, yes. yeah the iud stuff yeah by the way it's okay if we have this like iud <laughs> okay yeah. like i don't care yeah perfect um well i mean yeah. i wish i'd recorded it just to, like the video just so i could get that like your joke about making people laugh but <laughs> um, yeah no i mean like i remember when i got my first one 10 years ago and 
was like really like worried about it and because my friend told me and then I like went in and I had just finished like a camping trip and mm-hmm. on this camping trip I had swung on a rope swing out into the middle of the river and dropped you know like jumped off of yeah, it yeah yeah and got like a significant rope burn on my inner Ooh. thigh from it Ouch. and the yeah. doctor was like what happened here? And I told her, she's like, you're going to be fine. Like, you'll be okay with this. It's yeah. not going to be a big deal for you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it hurt. That they're not, it's not a comfortable procedure. Like, yeah. 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 And so I'm a little tired. And so I'm just like taking it easy, which is, you know, why not? I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have babies. So I'm not going to take uh, baby time off or anything like that. So why not take a little right? advantage of my, yeah. Like my uterus has to work for me at some point. Like I got to get some time off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, really quick. Mm-hmm. Look at my fucking amazing, adorable. <gasps> oh my gosh. It's so pretty. Isn't it great? Yes. Oh it's my god! A jellyfish martini glass. I love it. Right, I I love oh it so much. Oh my gosh! I, I got it for when I did my te- my bar cart tiki. Oh. Well, I'm getting to the time where I can do fall and, and Halloween bar cart. But yeah, isn't this great? Oh, that is great. That is so pretty. I love it. It, it you know it's a little wobbly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually it's actually pretty solid but it's like awkward to hold is all like it's it's yeah, not yeah. like what it's not like one leg is shorter than the others and so it's like mm. tipping but yeah uh, it's just kind of awkward to hold it's it's <laughs> definitely more form over function yeah <laughs> mm. um speaking of which what are you drinking i am drinking a classic daiquiri sort oh. of classic except I didn't have any simple syrup, so I used agave. And I will say, I think I usually make these with agave, and this is pretty sweet. I don't know if my limes were a little less tart than usual or what. Mm-hmm. It's a little too sweet for me, but oh. still yeah. good. Yeah. What are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Crown Royal Peach Tea. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. I like it. It's a nice summer drink. So like a canned cocktail kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, Yeah, it's good. I like most of their canned cocktails. I haven't had any. They got a couple of different ones. Okay. But this is a good summer kind of drink. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I I felt like today was a real cocktail day. I haven't done a real cocktail in a while. I've been... Mm -hmm. Had a lot going on. It's got like... Had a rough week. Uh, like Monday, like a storm front rolled in, and so like it got like nighttime dark in my house from the clouds. Mm-hmm. Like they were so heavy, and plus my so my curtains were down and stuff, and so like or my blinds were down, and so like I was and I like instantly it was like cold to the bone. Uh huh. Um, it was only like sixty five degrees outside, you guys, and I yeah. was like ice cold. For a day and a half and like really down, like really, it was just like oh. nonstop raining. And I also should be starting my period any day now. It should have started yesterday. It hasn't started yet. Um, Cause I'm still adjusting back to yeah. normalcy mm-hmm. after having the IUD taken out a few months ago. Uh, so like I've been a moody little bitch 
And <laughs> between, you love it when you when you recognize that you're like, why am I so? Oh yeah, that's why I'm so moody. No, right now. because <laughs> it makes it worse for me because I'm like, I'm being irrational right now. Like my moodiness, mm-hmm. there's nothing. It's irrational, and then I get more annoyed at myself because it's irrational, and there's nothing I can do. Yeah. So it's just yeah. this downward spiral, and it makes me feel worse and worse, and angrier and angrier. And yep. <laughs> I hate yeah. it. I hate. There's nothing worse than knowing that your anger or irritation is irrational and it's not a big deal, and yet you cannot get rid of it. And on top of that, your boobs hurt. Oh my god, so fucking bad, so bad. And my dogs are assholes. And like when I'm laying on the couch, and they're like, "I want to go lay on the back of the couch." You know what they do? They walk straight over my boobs, yeah. which hurt. And so then yeah. I got their like pointy little paws with um, all of their 20 pounds of weight in like one concentrated area on my boob and it yep. hurts. Yep. Talking A. So I'm feeling better today, thankfully. It's sunny yeah. out again. I have a cocktail. Um... I thought of some things that happened sort of recently that I hadn't told you yet. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. last Thursday. Was it last? It had to have been last Thursday. So we must have. When did we record our last episode? Because we're chunking Wasn't it up. Monday last week? Wasn't it Monday last? Yeah. Maybe I was oh. going to tell you I was going to do this. Or maybe I was just like, oh, I'll tell her then. I Last Thursday, I took an intro to pole dancing class. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm covered in bruises. Like, <laughs> oh geez. yeah, like this is a week old. Like I got this a week ago from mm-hmm. it. Um, like bone bruises too on my yeah. legs, like on oh. my shins and shit. Oof. Like, oh, but it was it was a lot of fun. They did just be like, here's how you do these things. And there was like, it's not like a workout class. It was straight on like, this is how you do this spin. And they're like, just trust yourself. And I'm like, excuse me. Do you know how weak my arms are? I don't trust shit. Like, so. um, Yeah, there's got to be like specific muscle building exercises you should do. Because I think so. Require specific muscles, right? Like core strength and Uh arm strength. And those are are not my strong points. Let's be honest. I don't have any strong points. Um, So, (laughs) but no, it was a lot of fun. I think I'm going to go back. I was Mm. also like. Like I was tired. Like mm. it's on Thursday nights, and Thursday nights are the day I go to the office. So I was like really tired. And as I was leaving the office, I'm like, I'm signing up for this class. I'm gonna do it. And then I got home, and I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. But I already paid for it, and so I like sucked it up and went. And it was so much fun. I really mm. liked it. Mm. So I think I'm gonna so start doing fun. it yeah. more. I need to find something that I like to like yeah. have some sort of exercise because I because. <laughs> Because my waking up early in the morning and going for a two mile walk is not cutting it because it is not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just hit the snooze button and go back to sleep for an hour. Yeah. Well, sleep is important too. Okay. The last thing is I got cast in a new improv group. So there is a new improv theater in Denver Lakewood area. It's like 10 what? minutes from my house. Oh, nice. And it's opening. The goal is, I guess, to open it in September. So uh-huh. um, they actually, it's a friend of mine and uh, like two friends of mine, they're married. I'm friends with both of them. 
And they like sent an email. She messaged me on Facebook a few months ago and was like, what's your email? Because I have like an improv thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, great. And so I sent her my email and then they sent like two months ago, maybe sent an email out to like me and some of the other, like of my like core improv community friends um, from various theaters and stuff. And they were like, we are starting an improv theater. Mm -hmm. And and so they had us all, they asked us all to come to like the kickoff meeting and they told us, I'm designing their logo and maybe helping them with their website. And they also, um, they were like, okay, we have two like flagship teams we're going to start with. One is one they already have, but they were going to add onto it. And one is a new game, a theme, which are a new team, which is really exciting. So I had the first, so I auditioned and I was like, I don't know how that audition went. And I will say, have I told you this? Um, taking improv classes and being involved with improv taught me, and this was not a term I'd even heard before, and it was not something I heard in improv, but it like contextualized outside, taught me about toxic positivity, which this occurred to me in a scene in when I was like early in class where somebody said, to me like they started like oh my god I'm so nervous I'm I'm so sure I failed that test and I did what you would do in real life which is no I'm sure it was I'm sure you did great I'm sure you did great and then instantly that's a denial of what they've established Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and it's not listening to their emotions and instead it's just trying to make things happy and everything's going to be okay and not acknowledging how a person is truly feeling yeah and that moment in that improv class fully helped me realize that toxic positivity is a thing what and it's because it is a denial of how a person is feeling and their emotions and how they need to convey and communicate and it's not something I'd ever thought about until that scene in my second level of improv and I was just like holy Mm. shit yep it disconnects you from that person instead of connects you. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It doesn't help that person at all for yeah. me to be like, no, yeah. I'm sure you're wrong. I'm sure you did great. That does not make them feel better. Uh-huh. It doesn't saying everything is going to be fine. Does not help when someone is feeling anxious. Yeah. And Mm-mm. yeah, yep, absolutely. No, I, I think improv as a general class teaches a lot. It teaches a lot about connecting with people, about understanding interactions and cues and kind of accepting the scenario that's been presented to you instead of trying to change it to 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 match what you want it to be. It's like going with the role of it instead of trying to manipulate your environment. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it helps you connect with other people because you have to pay attention to the other person. One hundred percent. Listening yeah. is that the core of it, you know, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I <laughs> had my first rehearsal last night and, <laughs> and it was in the middle of me feeling like shit. And the whole time mm. I was like, this is fun, but I don't want to be here. But now I'm excited. <laughs> like, I just like was not feeling <laughs> great is all like, mm. I really felt crummy. And I was like, all I want to do is like lay in bed and be under blankets and eat soup and not go to a rehearsal. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. Long story uh, short. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for you <laughs> uh, what's what else is new with you oh i, I was going to tell you about my um thieving from my neighbor yes yes what did you did you it's thieve not, from I, your i'm neighbor? pretty sh- i'm pretty sure it, it's considered abandoned property but <laughs> <laughs> 
sure. Frazier. If you're a lawyer, please let us know. Um. I'm pretty sure it was abandoned. But this is the neighbor across the street who annoys the crap out of me, but it has no like physical effect on me. Like what he does annoys me, but it has no effect on me really because okay. he's across the street. So right. what he likes, what he does, he's very inconsiderate to his neighbors. So when he's, like, doing the weeding in his front yard, he throws the weeds into his neighbor's yard. I was going to say, is this the guy that, didn't they, like, throw them back to, which I fucking oh, love. That was, <laughs> that was, that was when he trimmed his bushes and threw all the bush trimmings into the neighbor's yard. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then the neighbor, they were, they were getting ready to sell the house and, and preparing it. I talked to that person. And she's like, what is with this? So like, I have no idea. Yeah. And so no. she pushes it back across. And then he pushes it back across their property. And they're like, fuck it. We'll just take care of it. Whatever. So uh. they took care of it. And then he also likes to put his trash can and his recycling on the property next to him. So it's is, the right of way, but it's not in front of his house. It's in front of his neighbor's house. Does he not pay for his gas and or for his trash and recycling? And oh, they he do? must. Well, recycling does is free, um, okay. but uh, he must because he has the bin. Like if he didn't pay for it, he wouldn't have the bin. I ask that because when I lived in my old house, we like messaged the person that we were renting our, and we're like when does a garbage come and she's like oh you just stick it out at the end and there were already garbage cans and she was just having when she lived there she was just like attaching it to the neighbor she didn't oh, realize so yeah, i had to maybe. contact and get garbage pickup uh maybe that's what he's doing he does that with <laughs> his just, recycling bin though too so okay um, um yeah anyway yeah so it, it just he does that he also likes to putz around out front in his underwear just his underwear. Ew! What the <laughs> fuck, dude? And he's not like... I don't want to body shame anybody, but he's not a pretty man. Like, I don't need to see you in your underwear. It's just like... Yeah, his, what the fuck? Like the... Um, what is it? Those briefs. Like like boxer briefs kind of thing. Walking okay. Around. At least it's you better can... than just briefs if it's boxer briefs. Oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. It's briefs. It's not. Oh, it's, okay. They're longer. They're the longer ones, but they're tight. Like you can see everything. Those are boxer briefs. So there's yeah, yeah, like yeah. the briefs that are just like. Just like whitey tighties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, like briefs are whitey tighties. And then yes. there's actual boxers, which are loose. And then there's the hybrid of boxer, boxer briefs. briefs. Yes. So it's boxer briefs that he walks around. Okay. In. Anyway. So at one point he puts this lovely little, um, uh, water bowl. It's like a metal, like one of those nice doggy water bowls in oh, front of his okay. house. I'm thinking maybe to, for the birds or whatever. So a storm comes through and it, Fly, flies that water bowl to the neighbor's house and he doesn't pick it up it's like three days and he, does, he just leaves it in the neighbor's yard and then eventually the bowl gets pushed to the street and i'm walking by with my dog and i'm like fuck it and i pick it up and take it inside my house <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm like nobody wants it i'll take it that count, that does not count as thievery i, I know think. i think you're right i think it's i think you're i think you'd be safe <laughs> yeah so i have a it's a little dented up but it's one of those nice metal bowls to hold nice. the water and so i'm like fuck it yeah you're gonna just throw your shit around what <laughs> um i think i'm gonna go get another drink because i'm out oh uh, yeah i think i'm ready for another one too cool i'll be right back i might make a 
uh, Kuiperina, so it'll take me a moment. Sorry, I made one that was a little bit more labor intensive and needed some muddling. <laughs> I think. Okay. <laughs> I think I heard some swearing back there. Oh yeah, no, I, I was muddling the line wedges and I aggressively pushed it and I had set my jellyfish glass right next to this glass. Ooh, ooh. And so I slid it and knocked it over and it fell over, but thankfully it did not. Oh work. God. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, are you ready for this glass? Uh-huh. Can you see oh, it? Oh yes. It's your tinker. It's sort of like your tinker bell. Yeah. yeah it's tiki it's bell. called tiki, tiki bell. bell. Yeah. The tiki oh, that's bell adorable. lounge. It's by yep. Jeff Granito. on our Facebook. Some tiki stuff. So. What was that? You have to put the pictures of your glasses on text on the Facebook. Oh, I page. should. I should have taken a drink. I should have probably made this one and a half instead of one, so it was full because this is like a double. <laughs> but this is already two ounces of cachaça, yeah. so I probably didn't need to make it three or four. Especially because my <laughs> yeah. dad was also two ounces of rum. Ah, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be feeling it in a minute. <laughs> we'll be happy. We're in a happy place. We so. should also get like side by side pictures of us with our new. Um, of our new vases when I come in. I fucking cannot wait. I, I know. Am, Maybe I tomorrow. So Maybe tomorrow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so pumped about it. I I guess I started watching this. Uh, oh, you last oh, time. Oh yeah, I, you should yes. have to. Yes, you should talk about I it. I finally started so watching. Tell our audience how smart I am and how right I am. Just saying. I, Finally started watching How to Build a Sex Room, and I recommended it to literally everyone. I yeah. At work the other day, someone was like, "What are you watching right now?" Like my new video guy, and I was like, "Trash right now." And I was like, "Oh, except last night I started watching How to Build a Sex Room." And I'm like, Not work conversation, but whatever. Um, and it's also filmed here in Denver, which I didn't realize you didn't tell me. Oh, is it? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I realized that. Yeah. There at one. And it doesn't really like firmly establish that until like episode five or six, where you start seeing some skyline and stuff. Uh, like they start yeah. showing that, mm -hmm. but it is here in Denver. Chase has watched it with me a little uh -huh. bit. He cannot stand the decorator. He was like, she would ruin it for me. I think it's her voice. Uh, but he was just like, like the idea, like he's like her being in this room, and then I would just feel like this is the least sexy thing ever. <laughs> I love her. I think she's adorable. <laughs> I know. Um, I think she's really funny when she's like testing everyone's kink levels. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that. I cannot get over how open these people are. Yes, absolutely. About their sex lives and their kinks. And I'm like, your coworkers and families are going to watch this. And like one woman, this really isn't a spoiler because it's reality TV. It's just like, I have a fantasy of laying on the ground and having all six of my lovers pee on me. And I was just like, that's, that's a lot to just like admit on public television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, good for you. But also, also there was, it was a, polyamorous group of seven yeah. and only mm -hmm. six of them came on the show yeah like, one yeah. was like I i'm not doing too. this and i'm like lawyer yeah. uh some other high power like you know like maybe yeah. like, yeah. like but no it's, it's i know i noticed that too i counted the numbers I'm i did like, too because chase, chase was like is it four men and two women like is there is there a polyamorous group primarily men and i'm like well in this image yes there is a missing seventh that who knows 
Who knows? Yes. It could yes. it could be two women and five men, and I actually love that idea. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just beautiful. It's, I it's think great, and I mean, like the designs obviously are gorgeous and right. amazing, and um, it's celebratory, which it is. I just and, love. It's and because of it, I went and bought. A vase that looks like a naked woman. And yes, did too. And, and I did too. Yes, and I really want that Jonathan Adler lamp that is uh-huh. boobs everywhere, uh-huh. but I cannot afford it because it's six hundred dollars. So I'm trying to figure out if I can DIY it. <laughs> and then I feel a little too obsessive. Oh, my favorite though are the penis hooks she puts in like every I know. room. I every know. room has I these like it. coat hooks that are shaped like penises. Penine. Peanut, peanut, no. whatever. Penises. I think penises might be the right one. Peni is funnier, though. It is. Anyway. Because it sounds funny. Uh, it's just, and it explores different relationships, like the polyamorous one. You're sort of, you're so, yeah, your vanilla relationships, yes. your gay relationships, yeah. uh, transgender relationships. Yes. Like it just I explores just it. all, and it's a celebration. Of love and intimacy, and I love I know. it. It's, it's I love great. It. I did not realize kink coaches were a thing. There is straight mm-hmm. up a scene where this couple my, is this too much? In case you haven't listened, but like we'll cut it if Jennifer thinks this is too. I spoilery. think we mentioned it in the last episode. So well, no, because we this one it. was like, but maybe like they bring in uh, like doms and subs as demonst- like for demonstrations, and one couple straight up. Like, does it on television? Like, can you? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just like highly impressed and stunned that this couple allowed themselves to be filmed exploring and, and realizing that be, that the traditional like dom sub relationship was not what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Saying. We did mention that. And, you did. Yeah. But like, like this man straight up had a, what is that called? Is like a gimp mask. Um, oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and was like and she would like they they are normal everyday people that were comfortable enough with their sexuality and their social circles to do this publicly and that's pretty amazing yeah and i love it it's just it's brave and yeah helpful it's helpful for people who aren't comfortable talking about that they can see it explored yeah. And we just and talk about sex enough. We don't. We talk about violence all the time. We can we can show violence. Yeah. Violence the US. Is, is what we talk about and, and experience. We're fucked up as a country. But we should like who cares? Boobs, dick, whatever. I, I just yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like it's weird that we can show people being murdered. Mm-hmm. regularly but we can't show people having sex on tv yeah you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah but the show is delightful nudity, yes it is delightful it is just beautiful um so should we try to answer a question here probably i was just gonna probably. say that i feel like yeah. i've talked non-stop for the last hour sorry that's okay because we've i've talked too like we learned okay, that i'm good. a stealer that i'm a thief okay. yes. i'm a thief i'm a professional <laughs> thief a professional thief now. You're a cat burglar. <laughs> they didn't even see it coming. <laughs> um, I think it's your turn to read the first question because I, I did think it. I think you're all- right. Yeah, and it doesn't actually. It probably is not a huge deal because 
I don't know if we're going to use this as our next episode or if we're going to use this for when I'm on vacation. But yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of having these kind of like in the chamber. Yes. And yeah. we can just release them. Perfect. I like that idea. Yeah. So these con- some of the things we've mentioned that might be more timely, maybe out of date, <laughs> but that's okay. For instance, when I said I took a pole dancing class last week, it, at this point in time, it's probably a month ago, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's she's an expert now. She knows yes. how to do that, yeah. that upside down thing now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to mute while you do this because the dogs, or while you read because the dogs just barked. I'm afraid they're going to start barking in the middle of okay. it. I have been with this company for about 10 months. Excuse me, I have to burp again. A new hire comes in and just destroys the emotional balance I have at work. She yelled and disrespected me in front of the store filled with customers. I kept asking if she could stop yelling at me and she didn't listen. She kept trying to get her point across and I messed up her sales transaction. She called me weird and yelled at me some more. I did reach out to the DM about her little crumbs of anger issues she was leaving behind, but he didn't do anything about it. What I experienced today, her bullying, put me on edge and doesn't sit right with me. I was thinking going to HR, but it's hard when management is not even lifting a finger. It's so bad to the point where the store manager is afraid of confrontation with a new new hire while we both get flamed by her nasty attitude and aggressive energy. What do I do? Signed anti-anger crumbs okay what you do is you go to hr if your management isn't doing anything about this like if you complain to management and they didn't instantly try to set something in place to fix it and or go to hr then they're not doing their job as a manager and they're making an uncomfortable environment not just for the employees but for the customers and you need to take it to hr yeah, especially if she's yelling at people in front of customers. Right? Like How gross. That should be that should be fireable. I, I want to take I want to take a side stance stance, not a side stance, but a side note. I love the language this person uses. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Portlandia, like <laughs> aggressive <laughs> energy. F- both get flamed, uh, a- a- anger Ang- crumbs, anger like crumbs. <laughs> little crumbs using- of anger. Issues. Yeah. And like I can picture it. Like that gives you the right visual because I completely see like little crumbs of anger just spreading around the place and you're like, what the f and you keep stepping in it or sitting on it and carrying it with you. Yeah. It's a and it affects everything. So I completely Yeah, yeah. For sure. And I mean like your store manager is afraid of her. Okay, your your store manager needs to step up. Look, I get it. I worked as a a restaurant manager, like a junior manager for a while. It's hard. We're like, you're not trained. The way the management process here works is not usually like we get in-depth training on how to deal with interpersonal issues or Mm -hmm. anything. We really only learn how to do like count the money and and take it to the bank and shit like that. And so like going out for interpersonal conflict issues between between staff or between customers and staff or issues with customers, like complaints, it's actually really hard because people aren't properly prepared for that. Yeah. But also it is their job and they need to step up and protect their employees. And if I was a customer here right now, I would probably like, I would bet if you go onto something like Yelp or Google reviews, 
I would have gone, I would have made a complaint. I don't know if I would have made a complaint on those. I personally wouldn't. I probably would have complained to a manager that I was witnessing this and this was not fair to happen to an employee in front of me like this. But I bet you there are customers out there that have done some sort of complaining because this is atrocious. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's going to come back. Yeah. It's going to come back. But in the meantime, I have a side story too about that. Um, Let me give the side story first. So a long time ago, at KFC in the area. (laughs) And what? A KFC. That's what I thought you said. Yes. <laughs> Love it. It was a Victoria's Secret show was going to be on. And I was gathering with friends. Like those Victoria's Secret. Runway you know, shows? The, walk, the runway shows they do every year. You, you watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show? Yeah. But. Here's, this feels like here's, out of <laughs> here's, here's Here's. Here's the deal, though. I wanted to go to a KFC and get really greasy bad food. To watch all these really teeny tiny women watch down, walk down the... Okay, okay. Okay, fair. so that was the premise. That's why I was at this KFC. Got it. And maybe I shouldn't name them, but... Um, Doesn't matter. Like I, I ordered chicken, and 20 minutes later, I still hadn't gotten it, and now I'm starting uh, to get hangry, right? And then I start to see the... Like there's some inter-office dynamics going on and you see somebody come in and she, she's like, I'm going to tell Betsy on you and you shouldn't be doing that. And I can't like, there's a whole lot of yelling and really funny, like <laughs> weird names. <laughs> and I'm hungry and I just want to watch pretty people walk down a walkway. And <laughs> And then, um, and so I finally, like 40 minutes in, I'm like, where's my chicken? And they said, oh, we're 40 minutes. Yeah. Like 40 Uh. minutes in, I was a little entertained by the drama that was going on. So I let it slide a little bit, but 40 minutes in, I go, okay, where's my chicken? And they're like, oh, we're out of chicken. How are you out of chicken at a KFC? <laughs> and I'm like, what? You couldn't tell me this 40 minutes ago? Um, and so I'm like, they like, what, what do you want us to do? I'm like, give me back my money. <laughs> right. And that took another 15 minutes to figure out how to give me back my money. Oh, oh, oh and in the, the middle of it, a customer came back is like, you undercooked the chicken. What is this shit? And it's all like, it was just a circus and i yeah i was i was hangry by that time yeah i can't believe you waited 40 minutes to say i did i did i think my friend should have told me to ask i think we were distracted by the drama is really what it was yeah um Um, so the the part so i just wanted to say that because i thought it was a funny story but (laughs) the in the moment how do you deal with this in the moment is you have to kind of you don't want to meet her at her level so you have to kind of step back you have to take a breath you have to stay calm which is going to be hard because you feel attacked and then uh you just have to calmly calmly say i'm not going to escalate this if you have issues you can talk to the boss or whatever um but this needs to stop now. Yep. We need to take a breath. You don't want to escalate it. You don't want to feed mm-hmm. into it. You have to kind of stop it in its breath. Yes. 
And the way you do it is by not reacting to her Mm -hmm. or them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And and you say, hi, babe. You don't say, hi, babe. My husband is home. That's why I said, hi, babe. Don't say, hi, babe, your coworker. Not effective. You can say, please do not yell at me. I cannot have a conversation with you while you are yelling at me. And if you continue Mm -hmm. to yell at me, I will leave. And when they continue to yell at you, you turn and you walk away and go to another part of the store. And if they follow you yelling at you, you can turn around and say, I asked you to stop yelling at me and I cannot engage with you while you are yelling at me. And so you need to stop. This is not professional. And when they don't, you turn around and walk away again. And you have cameras in your store that will catch her chasing oh, you man. around, screaming at you. Like, yeah. what else is there to do? Like you yeah. say, I, I'm not, I'm not having a conversation with me when you're yelling mm-hmm. a- or a conversation with you. Did I say me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> have a conversation with yourself. Do that. No, you say, I cannot have this conversation while you are yelling at me. I think we need some time to calm down and we can revisit. I will not accept you yelling at me and you don't stand there and let her yell at you. You walk away. Yeah. And eventually it's, they'll stop. Right. Like, like that's yeah. the point of like, it's like training. Like, like if you, you have to me, train I for it. Okay. Yeah. You have, you have to, to train try. for it. You have probably have to do like, yes. have some friends help you talk this out. Cause it's hard to say this. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. hard. Especially you in leave. the moment when she's yelling yeah. at you, like you have to memorize these lines, repeat them, so that you just have them right ready to say, and you also have to remain calm, which is take yes. breaths. And, and it's um, hard. You have to train for it. And you know, it sounds stupid that you have to train for it to so that your coat so you can work in a in a in a professional environment. But these skills will translate. So just it's it's good to just retain to practice these skills because they will help you in other Yes. Environments too. It is especially hard because you can't actually like leave the premises because you were on the clock and you were at work. Like Mm -hmm. if it was a friend or family, even though that's hard too, you can get in your car and drive away. Like, you know, like you're like, I am not going to put, I'm not going to stand here and let you yell at me. We can revisit this later. If you don't stop yelling at me, I will leave with a friend or family. You can literally straight up leave or you can make them leave your house if they're in your house. Mm -hmm. It's harder at work. You can't actually leave. You have, but if a manager tells you, you are not allowed to go into the back room to get away from this or go into the bathroom or something like that and shut a door and give yourself some space, then they, again, are failing as your manager. Their job is there. It's not, it probably is mostly for the bottom line, but keeping shit like this from happening protects their bottom line. And keeps yeah. them from mm-hmm. getting sued, and that is their job too. Yeah, I mean, if it's a if it becomes dangerous, that that's an issue. Yeah, and you don't you definitely do not deserve to work in a no. dangerous no one environment. Deserves so you this need to, shit yeah. work. Yeah. All right, I think we got it. I think <laughs> I we, we got talked it. about it for quite a long time, so I think we probably captured yeah. something important there anyway, or something good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't go to KFC if you're going to watch. A Victoria's Secret runway show. That's that's the that's what we learned. Watch their fashion show. That's hilarious. <laughs> I would especially oh, love it. It's you every year. <laughs> it isn't. It was for a little bit, but uh, but there was. I remember from this fashion show. Some a quote from the fashion show was, 
I never imagined that one day I'd go to bed just a regular person and the next morning I'd wake up a supermodel and I, or a Victoria's Secret model. I'm like, get out. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you're not you an everyday not a person. person. You are extremely <laughs> beautiful right. and you're, you're in the top. Like, you're yeah. not normal. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay. So I'm 21 and a woman. I've been seeing a guy for two months now. We're doing long distance, but I've recently found out that he has a Tinder account and talks to other girls at the same time. We aren't official, but I really love him. Well, when I found out about his account, I felt betrayed and hurt, so I made a huge mistake. The next day, I went to a party, got drunk, and ended up in a guy's bed without even realizing. The next day, I could barely remember what happened that night, but I am feeling extremely guilty for what I've done, and I'm not sure what to do now. My boyfriend and I have never slept with each other because he wants to wait for after marriage. What do I do next? Signed, love, lost. Um, my first reaction is that there's really nobody at fault here. Like, I, I don't know why she's feeling so guilty. Like, I mean, it's only two months in. He still yeah. has a Tinder account. He's still talking to other people. They haven't really had a, it's not official. Right, had, exactly. So apparently they haven't had that conversation yet. Um, yeah. To me, that's what it comes down to is like, have you had the conversation that you're going to stop seeing other people? Yeah. And sleeping with other people? Are you mm-hmm. going to be exclusive? If not, then you didn't do anything wrong especially because he's not staying exclusive either, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, especially two months in. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with dating and, you know, like, but I, I understand the feeling guilty. Like you did something wrong. You, like you didn't, but I get, I don't understand the feeling. Yeah. I I guess I kind of like, she's putting a lot of pressure on herself. Yeah. And I, there's something else going on there. Like, you shouldn't have this much pressure on yourself for a boyfriend that you put in quotation marks. Um, yeah. I mean. And there seems like a double standard here. Like you're yes. hurt by this, but like if he was upset, he's still doing this. So like, why is it okay for him to be talking and meeting with other people and not for you? Granted, yes, he's not sleeping with people, but like that's his personal Supposedly. choice. And supposedly, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. Sorry, uh, that's but yeah, also okay. a personal choice of his, and to to save himself for marriage. And you, can, I did not mean to sound that skeptical and mean about it, but I think it came out kind of skeptical. But that's not the choice that was right for you. And you have not promised one another you would be exclusive. And so, especially two months into a relationship, doesn't really. Let's what. Like, let's be honest, you're probably, like, have you been going out weekly even at this, yeah. this early in a relationship? So, like, say oh, and they're long dates. distance. So, they're just, Oh, they're like, long distance, they're, too. They're long distance. So, it's all virtual and emails and texts, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah. I think, I think it's kind of Which I don't want to, I don't want to, like, downplay too, that like, kind of relationship because people can have fulfilling relationships virtually, but two months in, I mean, the same why two months in doesn't two months in feel way too soon to be saying i'm in love with this person I really uh, love them. yeah i just so are there attachment issues here on her part and that she should yeah. maybe wait wait for it yeah. <gasps> go to therapy therapy woo, 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 woo. Um, because i think that feels pretty early especially for a long distance relationship yeah and you know what 
like these emotions that you're feeling about feeling guilty about this probably have a lot to say to you and you should listen to them and you should listen to see like is this what you want is it the right choice for you are you prepared to date this person for however long without having sex until marriage is that the right choice for you and yeah, I don't yeah. Know, you didn't do anything wrong, but it's mm. I get. Or, or, I am a little concerned that she drank so much that she could barely remember what happened the night before. Yeah, um, I don't like that. That's, yeah, that's something to be I, a little okay, concerned look, about. I, I say that, but like, does she say how she's old young. she is? She's yeah, she's yeah, twenty one. She's, she's pretty she's young. She's twenty one. Not the best, but it's not like I'm worried that this person is an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is pretty yeah, yeah, standard true. at that age. It's pretty that's like you're point. still learning about how you react to alcohol. You're still having fun mm-hmm. with it. And your boundaries. And yeah, as long as is you were it, safe. And you is weren't. it the best choice? But no, but at, like, no, but everyone, like so many people like this is part of growing. It's like having, yeah. I mean, I definitely had like, especially younger, like had days where I went to a party and drank too much and it was fine. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, and so I kind of take it back. I kind of take yeah. it back seeing how she's so young. But, I mean, you do have to be kind of careful with that, especially if yeah. you end up in somebody's bed. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's it seems like a lot of lessons being learned right now. Yeah, which is I mean, great, that's what happens what you're at 21. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know just for learning lessons. Go ahead and, you're 21. Go ahead and fall in love with them in two months. Like, whatever. That's fair, fair enough. Yeah, fair. whatever. Yeah. Have that conversation with them. Yeah, whatever. All in love. It's okay. You're right. Have fun at 21. That's the point of it. Yeah. That's the point of 21. Okay. Okay. Yeah, thanks. All right. We're flying through these guys, I feel like. Woohoo! After Um, the first one, which took half an hour, we talked about for like, I swear, it was like 20 minutes. And then question two, we're like done. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, I have a friend who I'm basically going to interact with all of my life due to reasons I cannot list. What a I, weird sentence. I know. I'm like, I, I know what they're to. trying to say. Like, there's no way for the rest of my life I will always be connected to this person yeah, some way. I even know. if I like didn't want to be, there's nothing I can is do. Is there a secret cousin that they have to protect? It's I like don't... probably like their sister's husband or something. I don't know. Like... Yeah. Or, or. <laughs> They're supernatural. They're they're this they're this <laughs> it's the brother of the Winchesters, and they're like I just stuck with them. They won't it's, let it's me die. Ghosts, <laughs> and they won't let me die. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of which, I finally uh, finished the last episode of Supernatural. I don't want to watch it. I'm too sad. <laughs> it's like the it end is, of an era. It is an ending episode, though. It ends everything. Like it ties Good. everything up. It's done. So um, it's almost a little too, I did cry. I did bawl my eyes out, but it's you, like a little too is sentimental. Is it a little too neat? Oh, okay. Yeah, a little too neat and too a little too saccharine, a little too sentimental, but I did cry my okay. eyes out. So anyway. Okay. Uh, I have a friend. I'm going to watch the whole thing. I'm basically <laughs> going to act with all of my life due to reasons I cannot list. I would prefer it to be as friends as well. But they are making it very difficult. Yes, I think this person is being haunted or haunting this friend. (laughs) (laughs) We should be friends. I'm tired of making funny noises around the house. But okay. They believe I lie often. Oh, my God. It's a demon. Um, But what I... (laughs) But what I do is joke around as a friend should have the right to do. 
in a serious setting, of course I don't joke around. They create memories that are false and complain to friends about my lies in inappropriate language. <gasps> it is a demon. <laughs> what's, what's more is that they honestly believe them to be true, despite the fact that I never said them. They also believe that they tell me things some that that they tell me things that they actually haven't. When they find out that I don't remember things and they believe they told me, they get irritated with me. It's a husband. It's a husband. <laughs> I accidentally committed my entire life to this person. And now I just want to be at least friends. I just feel okay. like that's such a common trope you hear in other advice, in advice yeah. columns too, where, where it's like, or a white, where like, I'm like, I told them something, told that person something and they don't remember it. Or they yeah. tell me they told me this and I swear they never told me this. <laughs> like It's a married couple. <laughs> so I told them that I, I want us both to sit down and talk to each other about any problems and or concerns we may have with one another as friends should have the right to do but they said no i believe they have something called false memory syndrome fms but i don't know for sure they create memories that never existed i believe I'm <laughs> sorry, sorry diagnosing <laughs> they they create memories we don't mean to laugh at this like i do actually maybe do. they're not gonna listen. yeah they create memories that never existed involving another friend and that friend often has to correct them on what actually happened their childhood isn't the best as a parent left them when they were very young and the other parent was always verbally abusive and had no love for them I don't want to stop being their friend, considering that this is likely a psychological issue that they're going through, but I find it difficult to keep doing so. To be fair, they can be very kind and heartwarming to me, but still. Signed, Mandela Affected. That's my favorite sign-off you've ever had. <laughs> Thank you! Yeah, that's really great. It's really, really good. Thank you! Yeah. Um... <laughs> I need to know this relationship. Like we keep tossing all these things, but like, they seem to like, I will say there's a couple things. Like I think there's some writing. They're like, I have a friend. I would prefer our lives to be as friends. So I feel like it's probably like more of an acquaintance, you know, like we're going to this person and we're going to like, I prefer to be friends with them since we're going to be spending so much time for the rest of our lives together. So it's got to be like an in-law or something like that. Right. Like it's got to be something that's like, attached to family or something like that because then they also know like intimate details of their childhood like right they had these like or like it's such i wish they could have said what their relationship was um yeah i don't like i just think it's (laughs) i don't please don't oh this, that's too that's hypocritical coming from me because in this podcast I was like please don't actually try to diagnose your <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like we do that all the time like we do have a disclaimer at the beginning though yeah, we're not please, yeah. please do not walk up to your friends and tell them that you think they have a psychological illness that you have diagnosed from interacting with them that's not gonna be well received that's why I was laughing so hard because I cannot imagine I guess like yeah. how's your bipolar going? Like what? Like whatever. Like narcissism a lot where people are like this person that I was like they are a narcissistic person or have narciss- narcissistic personality disorder and I can tell. And I'm like, yeah, like don't don't walk up to people though and tell them that you think that about them. It's not going to go well. Yeah, that's why I was laughing so yeah, hard at that point. Yeah. 
But also, yes, that might be a little hypocritical of me as an advice podcast person. <laughs> I do have to say that childhood trauma does affect memory and how they're, it doesn't have to be necessarily a whole syndrome, but yeah. it does affect memory. And perhaps this person probably needs therapy themselves, but they have to approach it themselves. But, um, I mean, I really, I had some childhood trauma and I really, my memory is, is affected in ways that I never really understood before. And so I just kind of rely on my friends and how they remember things and also accept that that's, that's just the way my brain works. Like it's fine. I just recognize that, that that's how my brain works and not to get mad about it or irritated. Uh, I also distinctly remember having a perm when I was five, like getting the perm. (laughs) And my mother has assured me that this did not happen. And there were no pictures of me at the time with a perm. I Did you get your hair hair crimped? I think you got your hair crimped. I like I like remember going to a salon and having my hair crimped. I think it must have been a dream that was so realistic that my brain stored this memory. (laughs) So like I think your point is that we all create false memories because yes, that's how the brain kind of works. Yeah. And it's also like to that point of like, it's impossible to know the truth and what really happened because anyone that talks about something that happened is actually telling it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So that they might remember it, but you remember it differently. And that's super common. In fact, that's why like, yeah, really that's why eyewitness testimony is one of the like least reliable types of testimony because someone will say, I think it was this. And then other things I see can like every time you remember something, you're not remembering it. You're retelling yourself that story. And so you're retelling the story over and over again. And just like a game of telephone it is very easy for that to get lost in translation, Mm -hmm. even in your own brain. So this person could fully remember this happening. And you know what? Here's the thing. It also could have happened and you're not remembering it correctly. Like Mm -hmm. that's how memory works. It's really not reliable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless you have uh, a a photographic memory or whatever. I mean, that's exactly it. The the memory every time, every time you remember something, you write over that memory and it mm-hmm. becomes a, a, a game of telephone. And yeah. so just slightly different. But um, if you're, you're especially trauma, if you're remembering that trauma over and over again, it becomes an entire, almost an entirely different beast. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of fascinating how that works. So I, I think what we're both saying is that don't, don't like. Cut them some slack on that. Yeah. I mean, it's, frustrating. It's, it's frustrating. I get that. But like, like, I don't remember it going down that way or, um, it's all you have to say. I don't remember yeah. having said that. I, yeah. Like, I don't you can like blame that. it on your own memory. You can say, I don't remember yeah. that. So, uh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I think there's differences in communication style here happening. Like you're like, they think you lie and you're like, I'm joking. And so they're not perceiving the joke. And let's also take a moment of self-reflection and make sure your jokes are actually jokes. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like that, that um, is a common trope, isn't it? Like, don't yeah. be offended. I, that was just a joke. I was just joking. That's not like, a, well, that's not maybe you were being offensive. So, yeah. So I feel like maybe you need to like take a step back and look at yourself, mm-hmm. what you're saying. If it's 
if it's being perceived often as lying, then, and if it's just this one person, maybe it's not a big deal. But like, if in general, like I have a friend that I really love and that he is an exaggerator to the extreme. And that's something I just know about him and enjoy his stories anyway. But like, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's a good storyteller too. He's a good storyteller. Yeah. So it's like, you just go wrong, along for the ride. Yeah. Exaggerator. Great storyteller. Um, yeah. Okay. There are things in here that freak me out. Well, not freak me out, but I don't like, like your approach to friendship is that you should be able to sit down and talk about problems, but theirs isn't. And so apparently, because like, you're being like, as friends should have the right to do in your opinion. Yeah. Like that's how you approach friendship. It's not how everyone, I feel like this is really focused on this person that wrote in like their perspective and emotions and not trying to meet this other person at all in any way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. There's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot this of how I do it. words this is that how are I my center, it. that this is my yeah. definition. This is how I perceive things. And you know what? It's not just you. You're not in this world alone. You have yeah. interactions with other people who have different perceptions. And yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. It could actually be 100% true the way they wrote it. Yeah. And it couldn't be. I don't know. We're only getting this one perspective. That's part of the danger of this. Mm -hmm. But I think that number two for the episode. Ready? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. You ready? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! therapy you get therapy too you know just kind um, of walk through things you don't you don't think you have issues you don't think you have issues but maybe and, have a conversation with a therapist to see if they can like, help you figure yeah, out why you're so that way you could be like i'm having trouble communicating with a friend and i need some help finding a way to communicate yeah and that's what like a therapist will help you find the yeah words. yeah that's a good way of help it. you yeah. um frame it if you're having a hard time they will give you some guidance mm -hmm. to help manage any emotions you might feel before during and after this conversation so i think it could be very helpful especially if this is a person that you anticipate being in your life long term and you would like to have a pleasant interaction yeah I, I don't get the obligation to be friends i just don't get it like maybe they have to be in your life sure but what is the you obligation be to being friends why That's can't true. you be acquaintances why can't you just be well wishers yeah you don't have like, to be what best is friends. this bent of yours to be you don't have to be best, best friends, friends with your family you don't have to be best friends yeah. with your siblings it could be your sibling that'd be hilarious we're stuck <laughs> together for the rest of our lives and i'd like to be friends but don't have to be like <laughs> really no you don't but whatever yeah. I just, yeah, I think this letter writer has issues. Maybe yeah. we should diagnose this letter writer since they're ready to diagnose other people. Um, narcissistic personality? That sounds about right. <laughs> I don't know, because earlier I said something about that episode, or that episode about the question, and I was like, don't diagnose people. And then earlier I was like, it sounds like you have attachment issues. <laughs> Literally, we're right in the same episode. Great. <laughs> yeah. So I think we don't really have an answer for you except to talk to a therapist and maybe kind of look at yourself. And, and understand yourself. Yeah, and, and just understand that there's different views on this and what might you might think is right for you might not be right for that other person and they don't they don't have to bend to meet your expectations. Yeah. Which can yeah. suck. If you really want to be friends with this person, they don't want to be friends with you, then that is what it is. 
It is what it is. You can't force, you can't force your, you have to have consensual friendship. Like <laughs> you can't have forced friendship. We did it. We did yeah. it. We did it. That was nice and easy. We've had four ounces of alcohol and feeling really yeah. chill and happy. Good. Yeah, me too. I might stick myself in the, oh, it's probably too cold out. It's starting to get is dark. it raining still? I can't no, it was pretty short rain, but it got, it made it colder outside. Yeah. 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 Listeners, I was in my pool when it started. It was nice and blue sky. And then there were some like clouds coming in and then it poured down on me. How inconsiderate of the I know, Mother Nature. I, know. I have a really tough children. life. Yeah, I have a really do. tough life. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Love and adore you. I love and adore you. I will talk to you later. Have okay. a wonderful rest of your evening. You too. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. <laughs> and please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions, and we promise that we will keep your name out of it. <laughs> okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. okay. Thanks. thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.